on Speed Street. Welcome back to Speed Street. Hosted by myself, Joey Molinero, Connor Daly. How you doing, bro? Great, man. We're in the studio again, which I think is great. Um, I was actually also uh, very happy with our... Um, I'm just super pumped to have our last episode with our with our drivers, with our Landon Castle was great. and Noah Gregson. I thought it was... It was cool to get some direct feedback from from a motor racing event, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just I, I thought it was, it was it was a good one. So appreciate those guys coming on, uh, and and yeah, I think we learned a lot, and there's now a lot to talk about. Now we're finally, you know, we're deep in racing season now. Thank we're God, deep inside of it, and it feels great. It does. And uh, you know what, we have. Uh, you know, a lot of I actually heard from a couple of different fans mm-hmm. at the racetrack. Very nice about the podcast, which Love is great. It. That's what we told them to and do, and they did it. We still to this day, when when uh, when people say that, and people are like, "Oh, you have a podcast?" I'm like, "Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. You can find it anywhere you can find it." So that's right. It's uh, it's cool to continue letting people know about that. Um, Tony Kanan actually got very upset with me that he was not invited on the podcast yet. So we will have to have Tony <laughs> Kanan on. TK. I, uh, I did an interview with him at one point, uh, before the race on, uh-huh. on Saturday afternoon. And, uh, and he's like, yes, Connor Daly has yet to invite me on his podcast. I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> whoa, 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 just, we're only 20 episodes in here. Like, right. let's get some time. And, and first of all, you're a busy man, Tony Kanan. I say he's doing his serious XM stuff. Yeah. Right? You got a lot of stuff going on. So let's just take it yeah. one step at a time. We will have Tony Kanan on at some point. Love Tony. I think he's a great interview and, uh, and, and that will be a great show. So yeah, that's what all that's happening. Right uh, Tony is one of like five, I think I've said this before. He's one of like five people that I just, go ahead and give the okay to call me Joe. Yeah. Everybody else calls me Joey. If, if anybody <laughs> else, I have about five people that could call me that. If they, if anybody else does, I'm like, Hey, uh, it's actually Joey. Like, yeah, but yeah, like Tony Kanan, he says, Joe, Oh, I love it. Joe. And I say, okay, you do whatever you need to do. <laughs> so that's exciting, man. I'd love that. He knows we're going to have to get him on old TK. Um, yeah. Like Connor said, you can find us Apple podcasts, uh, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Speed street is there. And we're also, now on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. At Speed Street Pod. You know what's very funny about that? I saw, I saw this account pop up on the on the Instagrams and the Twitter, <laughs> and I immediately had to screenshot it, and I, I texted to you. I said, hey, is this some – who is this? Is this you? I hope this is us because I don't want some <laughs> random person to have, to have taken this account from us. So yeah. uh, well done to you. I think that was – it was only a matter of time before we – uh, you know, had a had a social account to post up some some goodies, yep. uh, post up some stuff. So I appreciate you doing that. What can you? I, I mean, we haven't actually even talked about this. What do you think we'll be putting up there for photographs on the Instagram? Is it going to be obviously every episode you can find mm-hmm. on that account on the Instagram and Twitter? Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you think we should put up there? Yeah, I mean, photos of guests, things going on in motorsports. I'm sure maybe we get some memes, you know? Memes, maybe this audio is where, clips, maybe post yeah. a little 60-second clippers. Uh-huh. This is where, you know, we may get into, I know you've had people, I've had people, hey, would love to intern for you. Hey, would love to work for you. That's um, never happened to me. But, oh. <laughs> 
Well, not I mean, yet. It's happened to collectively us now. <laughs> All right, so this good. may be where I may start uh, diving into the, the field of talent out there just to, to help us get that going. But yes, please follow at Speed Street Pod, Instagram and Twitter. I was just sitting there over the Beautiful. weekend and I was I was I mean, I had one of the best weekends I've had in a long time. I tweeted on Friday. I was like, I, and I can't stress this enough. Cannot wait to watch racing all weekend. <laughs> and that's all I did. Just watch NASCAR, watch IndyCar practice, qualifying. Did you get on a little Peacock everything. too? Did you do a little Peacock streaming? You get a little practice? Oh yeah, dude. Right? I watched, okay. I was, right. I was there locked in to practice one, practice every morning, nice. the warm up. every, I mean, I'm, Dude, we are in. We are we are full in, uh, fully inside uh, the warm, sweet, luxurious uh, racing season, like you said. <laughs> and I'm not missing it. I'm not missing anything. So I, when I, while I was sitting there, I was like, hey, you know what? Maybe put a little bit of these thoughts, things to use here. And uh, so I started up those accounts uh, just so we could talk about racing and another way for us to interact with listeners and fans. So, yeah, please go follow those. Twitter, Instagram, at Speed Street Pod. Who do you think we're going to follow on uh on the internet well like who, who, who does the who does our podcast follow so far part of growing do, they do follow feed. me yeah and i assume they follow you uh-huh. that's part, a great start part, do we keep it to just those two just us well or we should follow every guest that we've had right part of growing <laughs> i like where your head's at um uh, <laughs> We can get to that, hopefully, but part of growing the social profile from the ground up at zero is, you know, you, you got to hit the follow. You got to you got to give the follow to true? a lot of people. OK, well, I'm not doing it to random people. All, all, right. all we follow are like IndyCar drivers like Marshall Pruitt. OK, yeah. You know, respectable humans. In Chase Elliott, yeah. like all yeah. those kind of people. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a new game. It's a new venture for Speed Street. But I figured with racing season fully here, we can get some outlets going on there we had a few good ones i think the people the the pictures of the two dudes and those ride-along chairs great we should well, get I, one of those I, for I may you know what's interesting about social media on a race weekend i, I actually have noticed this i don't see anything on social media yeah, all you're weekend. locked in like i we're so busy during the day and i feel like uh, i go through an entire weekend and I, I i look back on it which actually i think is awesome because like Normally during the week and during the off season, you're, you know, you're kind of scrolling through the Twitters and I you're actually, like mindlessly scrolling. And I, yeah. honestly, it, I, I haven't even been home for more than two hours since last Tuesday. Yeah. Because yeah. I left for Wednesday for St. Pete, mm-hmm. was in St. Pete Wednesday through through Monday, got home Monday night at 10, flew out at 8 a.m. Tuesday for the sim, got back last night at 10. And what did I do? Got up this morning at seven to go to the gym. So like I haven't really been at home much at all. And I, I did happen to get into uh for some reason I never have ever commented on anything from my like official Facebook account, right? The one with the blue check mark. Mm-hmm. Started going at people on Facebook last night. <laughs> I, I don't know going why at him or just... I don't know why I got into Facebook comments. But I saw this man comment on one of Ed Carpenter Racing's social oh, accounts. No. Like the, it was the results page, right? Yeah. Sixth for Renus, 21st for Connor. Yeah. Obviously, we see a discrepancy there. Yeah. Understand the 21st position was not a good result. Yeah. First race right out the gate. Someone uh-huh. right right there, I just say, boy, Connor really should pick it up a little bit. And I, <laughs> and I didn't tag me or anything. And I said, you know what, Ray? You're exactly right. And that's all I said. And that and and I and then right after that just went right to sleep. And hey. I and I, of course I got up in the morning 
And I, I saw, apparently, I'm not a big Facebook fan, by the way. I think that's the worst community on the internet. I really do. Just I think it's, you, I think, I, apparently, like, I haven't even got into Reddit yet. But Reddit is apparently a wild source of information. No, There's a lot, me. a lot of scary yeah. stuff there. Don't even want to dive into it. Don't even want, want to dive into TikTok it, either. If, well, you're wrong on, on TikTok, but if you really... I heard TikTok's great. Like, there's a lot of entertainment on TikTok. TikTok's right. awesome. If you want to know how much people just absolutely hate you, go on Reddit. Okay. Never going to go there yeah. then. Yeah. I've been asked to do a couple Reddit AMAs, yeah. which I will do at some point. I, I think because I you think don't have to dive in; to you answer. just answer the question. No, I love answering Reddit AMA. Yeah. I've seen people do that; that's great. But yeah, Facebook I still think is the worst online community. It's got to be because you see everyone in there with just—I don't know. I, anytime I've gone to Facebook comments of anything, whether it's someone who's saying that they don't like Caesar salads, I'm like. What in the, how did these people get here? You know what well, I mean? Well, I really think just <laughs> the, the entirety of the internet is really just an awful community. No, see, I, li- I like Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I think it's great. I, I enjoy the back and forth on that, those two platforms. Yeah, I really do. I, I think. I don't ever go into the comments. <laughs> ever. I do. I dive deep into it. I need a person for that. You know how no, you're I, talking about you need people or you have I people? See. I need a person to go because the when you engage, that helps the algorithm, which then gets your stuff I seen know. by more yes. people. Yes. So the algorithm needs me to engage, but I just I do not like going and having my mind filled with like, hey Julie, <laughs> why do you suck donkey balls? <laughs> yeah. You're the worst. Like you're never been funny. Go, go get a new job. And it's like uh, you know, I just love I, racing, just, man. I, I think I think the racing internet is just the funniest part and i i love the people that understand racing and that understand what goes into it and you know we can get right into the race right out the gate um well before that okay i did because we sat down here and we're recording on wednesday okay <laughs> it is wednesday wednesday march 2nd I and mean, it's a fairly typical day of the week that we record is yes. on wednesdays so um i sit down and i have to the Catholic eye, a smudged ash cross on my forehead. To a non-Catholic eye, it looks like some sort of smug mark that I maybe hit my forehead on when I was, you know, bending over to pick something up out of my car. I mean, I, I can tell that there is a Jesus cross on your forehead. Uh-huh. Did not know that that is a thing. So I, now I grew up in a heritage Christian high school. I, I know the Jesus very well yeah. uh, uh-huh. and have a very religious family, and I understand what's going on there. I even got christened in a Catholic church when I was an infant because my dad, no, Irish didn't. guy, the so you Pope got baptized Catholic. The, no, I had christened. I got the the Pope put the water on my head or something, or okay. someone over there did something with so me. So you got as blessed by the Pope? I don't know if it was the Pope. Some guy in a white dress. I don't know. A priest. I, <laughs> must have is been. your dad Catholic? Is he yeah, an Irish super Catholic? Catholic? Yeah. Okay, and so you? Or I don't know. The family was. I'm not sure. Okay, so as you can tell here. We don't have to devolve into too much else detail. Connor is not that familiar with the Catholic Church. No. So it's Ash Wednesday. And so in the Catholic Church on Ash Wednesday to begin the season of Lent as our journey to Easter, the oh, resurrection yes. of Jesus. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Love we Easter. We go and it's a, it's a holy day of obligation. Yep. Do you know what that means? Yep. Do you, do you really know what that means? No. Okay. So you uh you Holy are, day of obligation. There's so what like, do you do today for that? Like it's it's supposed to mean that you, you're obligated to go to Mass. Okay. Did you so go this morning? I did. I went okay, this morning. Was that the meeting that you had this morning? No, I had okay. another interview. I had another right. interview at another outlet. Um, but so you go, 
you, you, you have mass, you start off this celebration, 40 day journey to Easter. Lenten season is coming you up. Usually up where you give up stuff yep, for yep, Lent. Yep, yep, yep. There you go. You nailed it. You give um, up drinking or you give up. It's supposed bread. to be some sort yeah. yes, some something that you, you know, it's yeah. a little bit of a, a struggle. You, you know, yeah. you're, 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 you're giving away, you're, yeah. you're not giving into temptation. Anyways. Yeah. I gave up finishing well in racing for Lent, <laughs> apparently over the weekend. No, no. <laughs> That's okay. Just, it was just one week. Cause it now wasn't Lent. just yeah. gave it. Okay. That's right. <laughs> so don't say that. We're back now. Yes. Um, but yes, so I went, I did, I, I had mass body and blood of Christ. Well, no blood because of yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, then we did the 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 Go cross. Stop that, huh? Yep. <laughs> you know, I remember. I thought we beat that. We we are, we're we're back now. I, it's I right. thought so too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Get the, the the ashes on your cross on your forehead, just to let everybody know. Hey, I have sinned. I'm asking for forgiveness uh, right. from Christ. And uh, so yeah, so it's Ash Wednesday, Holy Day of All Obligations. Right. So I Great. sit down here, and uh, I'm not really thinking anything of it because I've been Catholic my whole life, went yeah. to Catholic school, do it every year. And uh, Connor sits down, and you know we're small talking for about ten seconds, and then he goes, "What the heck happened?" <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "What? What are you talking about?" He's like, "What's wrong with your head?" <laughs> I'm like, "I know my head's huge, but damn, like, what do you mean? What's going yeah, he's on?" He's got great hair, and then boom, we got a tattoo on his forehead. <laughs> right? Yeah. So he's thinking I got some ink, some new ink, right on the forehead that uh, it was looks debuting. like grease, like you, like you were working on a transmission. Sure. And you got your head in the wheel bearing or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know, just bearing my grease. In my spare time, I uh, you know I hop on with a pit crew. We're yeah. just we're volunteers, amateur yeah. pit crew. You work at Allison Transmissions uh -huh. across from the Speedway. Yeah. Yep. 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 And I go by Buddy, and I uh, wear. Uh, uh, a bandana rag in my back uh, pocket, but no, I don't do any of those things. Um, anyways, so yeah, uh, Connor didn't know about Ash Wednesday, so I had to yep. teach him a little bit before, but I said, this is too good. We're going to hold it for the pod. And uh, so, yeah, there you I'm go, man. That's your I background, that now, Ash honestly. Wednesday. I feel like I'm familiar with that term, but... He this, thought it was... This... The funniest part, too, is he thought it was every Wednesday. He's like, we record a lot on Wednesdays. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, Ash Wednesday. So he thought it was every Wednesday that you got ashes on the I don't, Yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure. I, <laughs> this is an educational podcast, obviously, and we're glad that, you know, we let the people know that, um, <laughs> you know, Joey's, Joey's uh, you know, religious Joe today. Yeah. Uh, I respect that. Thanks. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm learning show. something new every day. <laughs> All right. Well, let's learn some more stuff uh, because before we got into the Ash Wednesday uh, debacle there, uh, you were about to hop into this past weekend. Uh, IndyCar is back. Uh, first race of the season, you know, debuting down there in St. Pete in the 2022 year. Um, overall thoughts. What did you think about the weekend, how it went for you, how it went for the sport itself, the series? Well, you know, I, I think it was awesome for the sport. Um, great crowd. I, I think it, it initially right out the gate, I mean, there's a few things that I noticed that are exciting. Um, and that was the, the, the crowds for our superstars, right? Our new, now most popular driver, Roman Grosjean, who's only been in IndyCar one year, no big deal, still my most popular driver. Uh, and Pato Award, uh, I think, again, I, I mentioned this, um, I think, in, in an interview somewhere, but I got, there was a TikTok that went around, and apparently Pato is the most favorite driver for females. I saw that in the survey. Great. Love that for him. Mm -hmm. And there was a TikTok that there were these young ladies that were like, oh my gosh, Pato Award is at that restaurant. 
he might be sitting with a lady. We don't care. We got to go find him and meet him. And if if there's viral TikToks that are somehow being created about IndyCar drivers, we are going the right direction. Mm -hmm. And Grosjean had like a bunch of people wearing his shirts and people were shouting for him and they had to create special fenced areas to harness the Grosjean fans, which is great. Yep. And the whole paddock was packed the whole time. We had a great autograph session with a ton of people down there. Uh, and you know what was really cool, too? A lot of people wearing Formula One uh, gear also, which is totally fine. Wear your Formula One gear to an IndyCar race. Love that. Yeah, we don't discriminate. On we motor love motorsports. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, and I, I, I think that was really cool. Um, I think there was just a lot of positives about the weekend. And... Uh, you know, the weather was beautiful every day mm -hmm. and people were there every day. And I tell you what, it was, you know, walking from the paddock to the like driver intros. I mean, you could barely move like yeah. we, like we could. We were almost all late to the driver intros. And then it, it was actually the funniest thing happened going to the grid. Like I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but. For the first time ever, they loaded all the drivers up onto a giant trailer. <laughs> that was interesting. Pulled by a truck, a horse soldier bourbon or whiskey. And, oh, my gosh, you know what's actually funny? I don't know if that was like a Mardi Gras tie-in because it was the week that of. That guy, I just realized, that guy gave me his business card, and I put it in my race suit pocket. Whoops. And I think I raced with the business card <laughs> in my pocket the whole time. And now, which means it's also going through the laundry yeah. as well. I'm sure that business card is now going to be useless. Yeah. But... What a cool deal. However, when we got done with that lap around the track, that took forever. And all of us like who are now getting ready, we got back to the grid and there's they're saying prayers already. Yeah. Like everyone's lined up and I'm I'm doing I'm running behind Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson and I are full on sprinting down the grid. Like we're talking, we're trying yeah. to get ready for the race. My suit's almost falling off. My butt cheeks are almost out on the grid. Nice. Like I am like full on running to the back of the grid. Cause obviously, you know, we didn't qualify well and several people were back there with me. And all of a sudden the national anthem is starting. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I have the diabetes. So I'm like checking the book. I was like, I need some Gatorade to make sure I'm in the right spot. Normally we have a few minutes to sit there and like, yeah all right, great to see everyone. Like all my friends, got my family wasn't even there. Everyone had already like gone to where they're going to sit and watch the race. It was crazy. So like that was a, a new thing. And it was a bit of a shame because I would have liked a bit more time on the grid to relax. Um, but yeah, it was wild. I, I ran like nearly a 5k to the back of the grid with Jimmy Johnson and uh, just kind of hopped in the car and was like, all right, here we go. Well, that's unfortunate <laughs> that you had to run, but I think it speaks to the crowd and the event that it was because when, it was, oh, yeah. when I was watching on TV, I, it's not like I was like, oh, there goes Connor and Jimmy. They're yeah. running. The grid was packed. Yeah. Was a lot of people. Yeah, it was great. And I, and I think, you know, it's just so good to see that. It's just great. Well, first of all, in general, it's just great to have people back and just the, I mean, there were people back last year, but it was a little bit more closed off. Now we we're fully, fully back. So it was cool. I mean, right out the gate, the track was fast. And that was, I think the most interesting part about the weekend is for some reason, whether it was the conditions or the tires that Firestone brought, um, the track was, uh, you know, track record fast, uh, you know, and, and, qualifying Except by you, well, qual there was a qualifying track record and a race track record. And, you know, I didn't do the qualifying one, obviously, but we now do hold the race lap record, which is, we don't get anything for, but we are in Wikipedia now. So that is great. 
Um, we had, uh, you know, the, the, the practices, which I think is going to be a common trend this year. The traffic was bad. We saw saw some, you know, Grosjean and Sato, the accident that literally happened right next to my face. Mm -hmm. I will never, I mean, the, the, the thing that's tough about trying to get a lap, right? This is a small track. 1.8 1.8 miles, whatever it is, 59 seconds was like the quickest lap, right? So when you're thinking about how you space out 26 cars over this 1.8 mile deal, well, guess what? You also got 26 super selfish men and women out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's your time so to get, you know, the guy who feel goes, out your car. The guy who goes out first in the pits, he can't just go boom, fast, right? All right, cool. I'm leaving the pits first, so I'm just going to go fast. Because then he can't catch the back of the pack too right. fast. Yeah. So you basically have to get everyone on the track. Everyone is trying to slow down. And then we're doing eight mile an hour, maybe 10 mile an hour as like t- very, very slow. And then you have the people who are like, man, I don't really want to be behind a couple of these guys. And then they start passing people. And then like, we're talking about cars nearly hitting each other at 10 miles an hour, mm-hmm. just trying to get themselves in line to do one or two laps. And most of the time those laps get screwed anyway. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be easier at places like road America, obviously and bigger tracks, Indy GP, I'm sure will be a little bit better, but yeah, these small tracks and even like long beach as well. Um, you know, the street circuits, Detroit, uh, it's going to be tough. And like the practices really became mired with a lot of interesting results. And like, you'd see cars that were bad. And then all of a sudden qualifying, they came back because, you know, it was, it, it was just practice was such a chaotic scene. And, you know, then people started hitting each other and spinning and crash a couple big shunts. I mean, even our previous champion, Alex Pelos, it just goes Ooh, to show you yeah. how, how much everyone is working towards using these sessions. I mean, Alex Pelo dove that thing into the wall. I mean, him that and, was him a and Harvey, brutal hit. Literally, it was like an identical replay. I mean, they, yeah. you know, just were you know, making the turn, kind of locked up, and then Smack. bam, right? Same well, that front inside left. wall. Yeah, well, yeah. the inside wall there in turn nine is a real, real snake. It'll come out and bite you in the ankles, and then sure. you're, you're going down. So what's the solution to this practice congestion here? Honestly, is there one? Uh, there really you space isn't. out the time, or can no, you not there, do that? There, 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 there just isn't, and... You know, the whole Grosjean crash, there's a lot of different opinions on that. And, I mean, that was something that I – I mean, even I had trouble stopping to not hit Sato because all of a sudden – I mean, you're you're flat out around Mm -hmm. a blind left kink, and then you have a line of eight cars in front of you doing eight miles an hour. Yeah, you're hauling. You're going from 160 miles an hour – back down to zero as fast as possible. And and I had to go offline, thankfully, or else Grosjean would have hit me. But – Grosjean, I mean, think if you look down to maybe adjust your roll bar, like that's something that if you go around that kink, boom, I'm going to adjust the bias one click and you don't see what's going on in front of you. I mean, that's what happened. What happens, he he yeah. ran straight into the back of another car. So it is dangerous. You know, that could have been way worse. Say he didn't see at all. I mean, he would have launched over Sato, ended up in the, you know, in the sea. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was, it was something that was, um, you know, pretty scary for sure. But but yeah, it, it was it, it's it's a very selfish world. There's no solution to it. I wish people would just go. You know what I mean? If everyone did leave the pits and just go, 
that problem would be solved. But the problem is everyone's like, well, I'm going to get the gap. And then, well, I'm going to get the gap. And I'm going to get the gap. But then you can only do that for so long before then the leader's already up, on your yeah. butt cheeks again. You know what I mean? It's like so. uh, regular humans driving with like a green light. It's like, hey, the light turns green. Why can't we all just I know. Why? That's what I think. It's like, why isn't this a standing start when it goes green? <laughs> everyone goes at come the same on, time. You yeah. know? But it's just, you know, people looking at their phones. People are messing with, you know, yada, yada. Gotcha. Break bias, front bar, yeah, rear bar. <laughs> the the uh, <laughs> Watching the practice um, run on Peacock. It was so funny. I mean, the crash, obviously, everybody was fine, thankfully. But um, they show the replay of it, and you just see Grosjean hauling ass. And before he's even at Sato, Townsend Bell just goes, oh, boy. Yeah. Because he just sees <laughs> Roman just hauling ass, yeah. crunches right into him. Yeah, so it was um, You know what's interesting about and that And then incident. Sato's response oh, yeah, after was. But, again, I love that stuff. Man, I love it, too. I mean, Sato, it's hard to really – see you know he he's he's an emotional guy but he, he never really is that guy who goes after anyone i, I feel like mm-hmm. and i love that he was getting out there and be like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean because Sato's an electric personality obviously you know multiple time race winner indy 500 champion all that stuff and so like let's get him fired up a little bit you know yeah. what i mean and 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 i and i like that um but yeah that that wreck was so interesting it it was so quiet because I was doing, you know, I was doing like eight mile an hour. Like we were, we weren't going sure, fast. Your engine's not loud. Yeah. So I'm sitting there looking. I see in my mirror this yellow car. I see. Oh, I was like, oh no. <laughs> and I see this yellow car come flying, and I'm not looking at it's in front of me. I'm looking right next to me, and yeah. I see this impact, and it was so loud. That crunch. Like man. I heard this crunch, and yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, uh-huh. that did not sound great at all, and. You know, you don't usually hear that if you're crashing, right? Like, because there's a lot of other stuff going on. But I heard it, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, that sounded like it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and then just kind of kept on going. I was like, man, I'm glad they didn't hit me. You yeah. know what I mean? For sure, man. Yeah. It was crazy out there. But I I, I just – it's it's part of the game. I'm not looking forward to a lot of situations like that because everyone at some point this year is going to get screwed by someone else and it's it's just part of a growing IndyCar field, right? Like if we all if there was only eighteen cars here, yeah, we'd have more room, but well, the series would be less successful. You know what I mean? Now we have twenty six, you know, complete maniacs out there ready yeah. to you know do anything anything to to be the best, and uh, you know that's all you can ask for. Really. Yeah, I think Scott Dixon said it best uh, this weekend. He said uh, something along the lines of, you know, you got twenty six. 26 cars out here, 26 rides, you know, IndyCar, uh, IndyCar series is cranking right now or something like that. And, uh, he's, he's not wrong. You know, yeah. I mean, we saw the result of that through this weekend, but before we get into, into the results and everything, kind of want to break down your race, you know, what you liked, what you didn't like, what went wrong, what went right thoughts. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously it all starts in qualifying. I think, I think for us, you know, I was very happy with the direction that we went balance wise from, from last year to this year, I felt way better with the car. Um, but again, when it comes down to qualifying, you really have to nail the lap on the reds. And for us, we thought we had enough, like we were 11th in the second practice and kind of making the the right progress that we needed to potentially be in the top 12. Um, but for some reason, you know, we just didn't, uh, Renus and I had made a couple different adjustments to the car for qualifying. And I think his worked and I was just less happy with mine. And I, and I, I don't think I did exactly what I needed to. I I think I was slightly less happy with the car than I had predicted I would be. 
um, which is, you know, sometimes that happens. Right. And I, and I think, uh, there's a few things that after looking at it, you know, it's like, ah, you know what? I probably tried to ask for a little bit too much out of it. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, for me, I'm still a little bit, a little bit confused as to how that all happened and where the pace went for us. Um, but everyone is so good and so competitive, like you said, and, and it was a bit of an interesting grid lineup. I mean, you had guys like, you know, Felix Rosenquist with me back there. You had, uh, Jack Harvey, who was really quick. You had guys like Pato Ward. I mean, mm -hmm. he, Pato is fighting for polls all the time. That guy had a tough run too. So there was a lot of really interesting results. And, you know, when it got down to the top 12 again, also, you know, you saw guys that you expected to make it. You know, Rossi didn't make the fast 12. There was, I mean, just a lot of interesting things that I think, again, you will see that from weekend to weekend. You will see, you know, I qualified 20th. Well, that sucks. You, you're probably going to see Scott Dixon or, or Simon Pagino or Alex. You're going to see all those guys have those weekends for sure. I'm not saying I'm at their level, obviously, but everyone is going to have their qualifying session. It's just the goal is to really, you know, make it as consistent as possible. So it's very, very close. The pole shootout was incredible. Scott McLaughlin put together an incredible lap to take the pole. I think that was so exciting. Really because if, you're, if you're beating, you know, Will Power to get to the pole, oh, that's good because he is the qualifying god. So Most all time. In yeah, car. so I so I – I thought that was a a great battle. My, you know, my my deal did not go great, but it did set us up for you know a, a a strategy play for the race, right? There was a, you know, several cars that started on reds and only, you know, a few cars started on blacks and we started on the primaries, the black tire and um, you know, we we decided to run long. Uh, you know, got up to 11th, kind of was playing the right fuel strategy. Uh, and then we got a yellow and, and then the yellow did not help us at all. That was not really what we needed. Um, and kind of once that happens, once you're off on the strategy, really hard to get that back. Yeah. And, you know, the, the two stop strategy was really the play. You know, we ended up doing three and it was just the wrong, you know, the wrong, uh, the wrong, the wrong move. But you got to do what you got to do. And, you know, we were trying to make it work. You know, when I when I did pit, we came out on reds. You know, we set fast the lap of the race. We were absolutely hauling the mail. We caught past two, three cars, Jimmy, Deep Devlin, uh, you know, cycled past, you know, we were ahead of Harvey most of the time and Harvey ended up finishing like 12 or something like that. Yeah. So at some point there was a, a changeover in, in the strategic play and, uh, you know, and it just didn't work out for us, you know, doing an extra pit stop is always tough. Cause that's like an extra 30 seconds. You got to make up somewhere else. And mm -hmm. it just didn't work for us. But for me, you know, I felt physically better than I have ever done at a first race of the year, which I think is a good sign for the rest of the year. And we were really fast in the race. Like it doesn't, it honestly doesn't matter. Like I, me and Alex Rossi finished 20th and 21st. Right. And I was going to say he was, I sucks. mean, it was a strategy play for him too. Exactly. Yeah, well, he had, he had a tough pit stop as well. And that, yeah. that, that put him back, but you know, and, and I, we were definitely quicker than the two guys in front of us at the end. But again, the Indy cars right now, I mean, we're our, the overtaking is tough. I, I think a lot of people said to me, man, there wasn't a ton of overtaking. And, you know, there was a little bit, but really not a ton other than starts and restarts. You know what I mean? So I, I really wish we could get these cars to race a little bit better. Um, but it's, you know, one, one race at a time. And we know we know where we improved. And if we, you know, we, when we qualify well and we can repeat that race pace, um, I, th I think we're going to be in a good spot. So I, I actually think there's a lot more positives to it for us from our, my own personal side uh, than, than we really expected. Well, one thing we know is the Bit Nile car looked 
phenomenal on TV. Thank you. I mean, we got apparently, um, apparently we got a good little bit of TV time when we were, uh, you know, going fast, which is good. Uh, our guys, Todd, Todd was really thrilled about that. And what really is great is that our ratings for the first race were apparently great. Like our most yeah. watched first race of the year since like 2011, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Drew over 1.2 million viewers. Yeah, I think it was like 1.4. 1. 1. Yeah, 1.4 Yeah, um, on, on, on big NBC. So that's just great news. But I think, you know, I mean, it, it, it helps when you have – uh, you know, they're turning it on and it looks beautiful down there in Florida, oh, right? Yeah. You know, you turn it on, but then also, I mean, the race itself towards the end, I, I mean, it was getting pretty it was close. It was getting, you know, it was getting close. It was me and my mom, my dad, my, yeah, my parents came over to do something with me and my wife, uh, on Sunday for the race. And we were literally, we all like, you know, that meme where that dude is playing video games and then he sits up on the edge of his seat. That's oh, yeah. that was us. We were all sitting on the edge of our seat for about the last ten because, sure as heck, looked like uh, old Alex Pillow was gonna was gonna come catch Scotty, but Scotty held on. Oh yeah, I mean he was right up there apparently from what I saw in the highlights. <laughs> but obviously, first time winners are really cool for the series too. And Scott Scott's an electric personality, and poor guy decided to do Love a Scotty. 360 kickflip off the <laughs> off the race car in the victory lane. Some good memes tough move, that. honestly, yeah. tough move on his part, but. Uh, I'm hoping that on Friday it makes Sports Center's not top ten. I really do hope that that's you only get your first that, IndyCar win once. Exactly, Might and well. if it somehow gets us on DSPN for some coverage, we'll you know we'll take it. It's 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 a worthy sacrifice. Yeah, not only did he do that, but he, he introduced the shoey to IndyCar. Yeah, I mean that's great, great move. I, I yeah. think it's respectable, and even Miller High Life tweeted him afterwards, which I think is important. We got to nice. get these mainstream mainstream alcohol sponsors and and companies paying attention to the game that we got going on here because it's an elite group of athletes. It's an elite group of, uh, you know, competitors. Um, And I think the only thing that we have to focus on now is, yes, we had a great boost to our ratings, but there are still 3 million more people that are watching NASCAR on Sunday than IndyCar. How do we get at least one of those million? Because... I truly believe that if you like NASCAR, like you will have somewhat of an entertainment factor in watching IndyCar and Jimmy Johnson's in there. Right. And so like, where did, where did those 3 million people go? How are we not at least getting a little bit more of that? You know what I mean? And like, I have the one thing that I, I, I still feel sad about. And obviously like, there's only so much we could do. We're still a small, you know, small fish in a big sea, but I didn't see one commercial for the race all week. Like not on, like I don't watch a lot of television. I watch America's Got Talent Extreme on NBC with Travis Pastrana as a oh, judge on there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Very exciting new show. It's Network NBC. And I was like, hey, what event is on Network yeah. NBC this weekend? Why, uh, never. I, I just, and, and yeah. I, I don't know. Pr- promotion. It's, I mean, you got to it seems it out simple for me, but yeah. I think a few people recognize that on the internet as well because they, because I retweeted the thing about the ratings and I was like, hey, man, like we just got to like, I think it's pure awareness. I truly do believe that yeah. like we just need more people to actually know that we're racing. Mm-hmm. And that's so hard to do. It costs money. But I promise, like I, I told people, I was like, it is not hard to find IndyCar racing. It is well, a, network, now. Yeah. a network show in the middle of the day on Sunday. Yeah. I mean. 
Well, I mean, I, I think that it's a good starting place. But again, yeah. I mean, with your first race, you don't, uh, you know, if, if you're doing 10 million viewers, yeah, that'd be ideal, right? Yeah. But it's like, oh, you know, yeah. well, well, I'm just saying like, it, it's a good starting point, but continue to build it up, you know what I mean? And and you got room to grow, but also you're you're not happy with it. Yeah. You know? so. I mean, I, I just think we got to, I mean, we just got to barrage the people, like whatever it is, like I what we're doing is 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 just not enough and i and i think it's such a crucial time for our sport because we have so many good teams so many good drivers such a cool story to tell this year in our sport yeah. for sure mm -hmm. and america is back you know what i mean we're having full events everywhere and so i don't know i i i have faith in the people that are working towards it obviously like I know I said we're not doing enough, but like it's because I have a passion for this sport and like I want to do more and like I'm happy to help do more. You know what I mean? Yep. But I also don't have ten million dollars to buy an NBC commercial. You know what I mean? So it's true. I, so I don't I don't know what that costs. I don't know what it's like. Um, but yeah, we just I, I just wish that we were peppering you know peppering the world to where we could see it a little bit more and where I could be like, oh cool, like I'm glad that I see that you know people are definitely telling other folks other to watch yeah because you're right i mean uh drawing over 1.4 that's uh, good like, yeah solid for us solid yeah but again with practically little to no promotion yeah from what you've seen like i always kind of lose your nascar races yeah, maybe you know that I mean? extra five hundred thousand or million yeah could, you know could you seeing oh hey that's sunday yeah it looks pretty good yeah i'll turn that on and again know? easier in theory i'm sure than actually what goes into it, right? Sure. Like we are not experts. I am not a, I did not go to school for marketing. I did not have a marketing budget of sorts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. So many positives from the weekend. Uh, great to see Scott win. We all got absolutely obliterated Sunday night, uh, which was fantastic. Oh, um, nice. I haven't, I hadn't drank all year really. So uh, been a very sober preseason, uh, feeling good in the car. Uh, but yeah, when it was uh, Sunday night, I had my whole Irish family there. We all had a great time. My dad went out. Uh, my dad even had drinks this weekend. I didn't even know he drank. So what's the uh, drink of choice on Sunday night? Oh man, we was it? had everything. It all. Had yeah, it all? yeah, we had it all. Did Scott I had a couple did white he... claws right out the gate? Okay. Uh, then you know, had a shower, bathed up a little bit, got to, got a margarita. Uh, we really mixed it up. Okay. Tito's sodas. Hell yeah. Uh, Tristan Vautier bought Jaeger bombs at one point. Scott Dixon showed up, and he was in incredible shape. Love the fact that Scott Dixon was out in the streets with us. Scott McLaughlin, uh, an incredible performer both on the track and at the bar, uh, because when you win, you've got to celebrate. So and Scotty I, celebrated, right? He, oh, he yeah. It right? Good. Respected his celebration. We had champagne. We had uh, – he punched me in the balls. Uh, wow, which, was this a dare or what? No, just that's – you know what? Sometimes that happens. Scott, what those Kiwis Scott, do, huh? when he gets a little loose, he starts slapping nuts. You uh, know what I mean? Okay. And I and it, you know what? It's not awesome, I will say. Uh -huh. It is not awesome. Not sure what his fascination with that is, but he won, so he can do whatever he wants. Just a little – you know, guys being dudes. And I respect his wife. Respect the heck out of his wife because mm -hmm. his wife out here being like, hey, Scott, stop slapping people in the balls. Okay. 
and I respect that. Nice. His wife's great. Any so I, any I, surprise guests out there? Were there any faces that you said, "Oh wow, I was not expecting maybe an after party appearance"? I, you know what? I don't think so. I, well, Dario Franchitti actually, with Dario oh, was out there in the streets with us as that well, handsome devil, having a great time. Uh, Dario is great. I I I I respect him. We, uh, yeah, we had a wonderful time. I love getting out with the racing community and yeah. you probably could have thrown a blanket over that entire bar and everything. Everyone knew each other. So nice. It was, um, it was an exciting weekend. St. Pete is just such a great place. I mean, I it's know. Such, such I was a great kicking weekend. myself for not being there. I was That's really all right, pissed. man. We got 16 more to go. I know. I we got really 16 more to go. Another thing from the weekend too is, um, Hinch made his de- debut. Uh, with I didn't NBC. see a single part of his coverage. So you, I, you, you didn't, but let me know he, he was—he was a natural man. I got a few texts from different people uh, who are who are race fans who and, and know that me and Hench are buddies, and we're just like, "Wow, man, James is really killing it." And I said, "Yeah, I know. He—he's he, a natural. He crushed. He sounded really, really good. So it was really great to hear Lee Diffie, Townsend Bell, Hench." Kevin Lee, I mean everybody uh, back back on the TV, and to go along with the sound of indie cars, man, it was uh, it was a really great weekend. I'm so. glad. I'm glad. I mean, he, Hinch does such a great job articulating and, and and talking about because he knows the sport, he knows what people want to hear, he knows uh, how to describe it, and he does a great job with it. So yeah, it I, does. I, I respect that. I think um, there's there's going to be a lot more stuff to come, and I just hope that you know all these first few races that are on NBC, like. I know there's a few weeks in between our first race and the mm-hmm. next couple races, but uh, I hope that there is some peppering of advertisements and we get some people with some excitement going because next race is obviously very different oval racing. It's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we, it was, it was, you know what we're, we're underway now and I wish I could have seen a little bit more of the NASCAR race, but I was busy trying to eat dinner and I saw the end of it. It was, it was it wild. Is, it was a lot. I, I would like to talk about it a little bit because it is very interesting how mm-hmm. those cars are driving. Now, a lot of yellow flags. I had a little a bit of a Twitter communication with Denny Hamlin a little bit and Garrett Smithley were in the race. But uh, what did you think? Did you watch any of it at all? I did. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Watched the whole whole weekend of NASCAR. Um, I, I texted you about it. I was like, uh, this is this is just yeah. wild because there was, you know, a, a strong portion of the end of that race uh, and Fontana that <laughs> it just seemed like, you know, classic, they'd get going, go about a lap and a half, boom, you'd see a few cars off the track and the yellow yeah. would come back out again. It's just like, oh my God, what the hell's going on? It's really interesting, I think, because obviously NASCAR, they have a new car, right? And mm-hmm. so Daytona, you're not going to see a ton of, you know, single car accidents, mistakes like that, because you're just flat out all the way around. But like, but Fontana is a racer, they're, they're doing a lot of lifting. Those guys are really wheeling it. And uh, and that was fascinating for me to see guys just, you know, just snaps loose or something. Well, the qualifications was even, I mean, it was crazy because it happened like three or four straight cars, I felt like. Yeah. Towards the back end. But that's great because, again, I, I think it, it, it personifies how tough it is to drive these things sure. and how talented these guys are as yeah. well. You know what I mean? I think I was having a conversation with my buddy Ryan Reed uh, just yesterday, former NASCAR driver, great, great diabetic man. Uh, He was like, yeah, dude, like, I just think these guys, like the guys at the front of the NASCAR field are just so good, really good. And I respect that. And I think we saw, we saw our boy Chase Briscoe up there for a bit. Like, again, very interesting result, like a pretty, you know, the winner, not necessarily as, uh, you know, that was obviously predictable. You could have, could have said he was going to win. 
But like you had Ty Dillon up there, mm-hmm. you had Eric Jones up there, yeah. you had guys that were Jones is up there for a long e- time. Exactly. And and I think that's interesting. That that's what makes these racing races, I think, more exciting for me now is to see that these guys, there are a lot more people who have a chance at it. Um and 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 it's I think it's great for NASCAR. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, so it, it was entertaining. It was it was a little messy on the back end there, but yeah, of course, Kyle Larson comes away with it. I mean, it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's you know, always always yeah, he's yeah. a winner. He's, he, a, he's, he's a winner. He's always in there. There was a little bit of uh, an interesting moment uh, between him and his teammate Chase Elliott. Yes. Want to get your thoughts on it? Um, I'm sure you've seen it on replay or on social media yes. or whatever. Uh, Chase Elliott trying to make his move kind of along the outside of Kyle Larson. Larson was in uh, you know the middle of a three wide lane, and uh, Larson kind of gave him a little bump, mm, uh, fed him a wheel, a little yeah, bit, huh? yeah, they fed him a wheel. But uh, they were talking about Mike Joyce saying on the radio that Larson said, you know, hey, I had no idea that he was there. Yes. What were your thoughts on the incident? Well, the, you got to remember that track is so wide. Like, Very and, and wide. I and I, I I never got to race there. Almost got to race there in 2015 uh, when Hinch got injured, and I was substituting for him in the in the in the five car. Uh, but Ryan Briscoe got to do that race instead of me. Um, but I would have killed Dubbed on that race. My gosh, it looked awesome. Uh, but yeah, that track is so wide, so many lanes, and it was really interesting because I watched the Xfinity race a little bit of it, and like they try to side draft each other so much in the, in the, in the NASCAR vehicles, uh, and the stock cars that like these guys end up going, like trying to basically swipe each other's sides to try to slow each other down and they hit each other. And mm-hmm. so like, it's, it's really interesting to see how that works aerodynamically. And, uh, but yeah, that track is so wide that I could, and I know how, much you can see out of those cars and it's not a lot yeah so i could see that happening but definitely creates a great story creates a great story but did what what do you think of, uh, of, of elliot with that yellow this is what happened with the car there i don't he really turned know. down a little I bit just, i mean pff, I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go deep into conspiracies this early on in the season <laughs> i mean i don't to, think we're in conspiracy season yet to to an uh a, a naive to the natural eye, look like he kind of spun himself a little bit. I mean, you know what? Sometimes you got to get a yellow. <laughs> Sometimes you need a yellow. I know that there's certain code words in IndyCar that if you got a team and that guy needs a yellow, it's going to be uh, code banana pancakes. And all of a sudden, the guy who's doing the worst does a little spin out or maybe has a little yeah. uh, engine failure well, somehow. But the engine's yeah. nice. Still I, uh, you know, I, I've met Chase Elliott. I've talked to Chase <laughs> I Elliott. Like Chase I, Elliott. I, I don't want to, you know, uh, this is not an accusatory statement, but just, just watching how it went down, especially following the incidents uh, that had happened prior to that, looked like a little uh, a little finagle on the back Hey, end. race car drivers got to be selfish, man. Yeah. We're the most selfish people in the book. got to happen. So that was this last weekend. Um, hell of a weekend for racing. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward to NASCAR again this weekend and uh, IndyCar later on. But I want to get into a little new segment here that I threw your way. I was yes. thinking of it this weekend. I wanted to do like a weekly podium on Speed Street. Yes. You know, podium's a big deal. As a r- driver, yes, you want to take checkered. You want to be first. But yep. you get a podium, pretty solid, right? Yes. So, uh, and this is for anything. This is stuff that's going on, stuff that you've seen, stuff that you've heard, things that have happened to you, a weekly podium. Well, I'll start to kind of set, okay, set yeah, it yeah. up here. Set, yeah, it up. set the yeah. mood for me. Set the scene. Uh, so for mine, third, 
Okay. This past week, I'm going with uh, blueberry cake donuts from Kroger. Okay. I didn't expect that, but I'd love to hear about this. See, now I went on either Saturday or Sunday morning. I was very excited to have my morning coffee, wake up early, have the cars on the track. And, you know, on the weekend, once, once, uh, you know, since I'm not a diabetic, I can, <laughs> you know, do this without, Congratulations. without, you know, too many health scares. Um, <laughs> I like to, you know, treat myself and my wife yeah. to a little donut, you know, little sweets in the morning. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to go anywhere live. crazy. I was like, we got a Kroger right down the road. So I ran there and they had these blueberry cake donuts. I was like, well, blueberry cake donuts are my favorite donut. Don't know how just a regular Kroger brand's going to be. Mm. But, you know, let's, I'm here. Let's give it a shot. So bought those, took them home, and Greatest they were, they were phenomenal. They were, you know, they're not like longs or or, or, or like an actual donut yes. place worthy, but for Kroger on a Sunday morning, five minutes down the road, Strong. I was like, oh, this is beautiful. I had two of them. They were great. I so love that. That, that. So that's P3. That's P3 for, for me this week. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to go for P3. Okay. Now this is racing related and I okay. just, I literally just saw this um, story this morning. Okay. Max Verstappen uh, apparently has just... Uh, renegotiated his contract with Red Bull. I don't know if you saw the number on it, but they're uh, reportedly that he's going to be making $55 million a year. Wow. Which I think is a big win for drivers and a big win for motorsport. Because if you're paying one guy $55 million a year. Yeah, for you, you're like, hey, can I just do like 11 times less than that? Right? Uh, That's A lot of times less than that. Like (laughs) many, many times. But like, it is great to see uh, drivers getting like big contracts. Oh yeah, like it's like Aaron Rodgers like money. All, like we're all drivers. Like realistically, like we want the sport to grow to where everyone is making. Like this sport is hard. It yeah. is hard to do to put your life on the line to put the hours yeah, literally. in the simulator, the studying, the what we do, and you deserve to be paid for that. So. Uh, you know, and, and obviously he's world champion. So give him as much money as he wants. Yeah. And you know, some, if, if you won't, someone else will. Yep. So love to see that. That's, that's definitely on the podium for things that have happened over the last, since we last podcasted. That's great. 55, potentially 55 million for old max. I tell you what, I'm going to have to have to send him a message and say, yeah, we're going to Vegas at keep, some point. Hey, keep, keep tight with him. Yeah. 55 millies is uh-huh. not a terrible little, I mean, when you think about that in relation to the big, big ball sports, I mean, yeah, so the same. I mean, it's, we're in there. Absolutely. You're in there. Uh, P2 for me, uh, nice little show that me and the lady started oh. station 11. Okay. You heard of the show? No, it's on HBO. And it I is love HBO, so I, I could be locked yeah, in already. HBO is great. You should give it a shot. It is a uh, about funny, not funny enough, but interestingly huh. enough, it is about a pandemic that hits oh, the world. Who would have thought? It's not COVID, but it's the flu, and it's like it, it, it's like ninety nine percent kill rate. And so that's aggressive, but it's, it, it's crazy. Like, it, dude, the show is so on the nose because there's some things that I'm like, holy shit, we've kind of lived this. We've really lived this. Like there's quarantining, there's masks. We beat there's, it now. There's great freak out. There's like masks. There's like pre pandemic and post. They're literally like people born before the pandemic are called pre pans and people born after are called post pans. Oh, so it's like very it's, classifying humans. Now. Right. Oh boy, dude, it's, it's, it's wild. Ah. So station, you know, I always love a show when I'm like, I hate shows. that's just like, ah, I'm kind of in and out. Like I'll throw it on. I want one that I'm like literally phoned down. I am locked in and station 11 has been that. So P2 Man. this week. Yeah. That sounds great. I, um, I don't know. So, I mean, you're going really 
off the rails here. I respect mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I thought there would be some, some something to do with motorsport here. I mean, that's um, the beauty of it. It could be anything. It's your it's your weekly podium. So here's I, I think this is this is a little bit not necessarily selfish, but I would like to put P two as um, the Saint Pete marks a lot of really interesting life events. I think I have now been with Ed Carpenter racing for a certain amount of years, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First year we go to St. Pete and a pandemic breaks out <laughs> and we all have to go home. Terrible. And now a war broke out at St. Pete in Russia and Ukraine. I was like, what? I cannot believe that they're like, this is all like what a wild last few years that we've had. Yeah. And obviously like, it's a little bit crazy what's going on in there. I think P2 deserves to be Ukrainian president guy. That guy is oh nice. He seems to be an inspiring fella. Zelensky. I like what he's I like his I like what he's saying. I like that, you know, obviously we're that's that's just wild what's going on there. I was watching coverage the whole weekend. Yeah. But like, man, St. Pete weekend just seems to be one of the wildest weekends for news in the last four years of my life. Yeah. So uh P2 deserves to be that. Our guy uh, over there fighting the good fight. We obviously hope that uh, they can resolve all that without any violent, any more violence, at least. Goodness gracious, it's crazy. Yeah. But that guy deserves, on, he deserves to be on the podium. Zelensky. Okay. Yeah, Zelensky. Wartime president, only War- getting P2. Not good enough for the checkered. Well, look, we, let's just hang on. I mean, it's it's a podium, man. We're happy to be on the podium. No, I'm just Wartime messing president. With you. Now, now I sound like a well, dick, but you know what? It's no, only, we got this is a motorsports show. It's only a matter of time, unfortunately, before, you know, some schmuck goes back and digs up a yearbook of Zelensky and finds something that they don't like. Oh, gosh. Makes, makes him out to be, you know, worse than Putin because he. Ain't nobody canceling Zelensky. Did something stupid Ain't when he nobody. was 17. Uh, no, but yeah, that, that. You're you're right about that. That guy is uh, that guy is something else for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, first for me, see, we're bringing it back to motorsports. I, yep. I'm giving the check. I, I I say to um, the start of the season on NBC, uh, over 1.4 million viewers. Uh, you know, feel, feeling pretty solid about that. I think it's worthy of a P1 of a checkered flag uh, for this week, and uh, was 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 pumped about it. Yeah. So I'll give it to that. That's great, man. I um I, I love that. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, P1 to uh, my teammate Renus. I think Renus did a great job this weekend. He bounced yeah. back from his uh, rough end of last year. Uh, the guy was on it, made no mistakes, and uh, I think it was you know good good start for those guys. And you a team glad to team have man. him in the you know in the fold. <laughs> so that was that was good. That was good. Yeah. Did we have some uh, questions? I noticed that you from the pod, the pod Instagram. There was a questions tab. Do we have anything there? We sure do. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, I hope people followed along. We actually do. And again, please give us a follow at Speed Street Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. I'm sure we can get through at least a couple of these. Yeah, we should. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's see. From Damian Garcia 7, how were the new red tires? ECR looked fast this weekend. It'll be a great year. Uh, new red tires. I, I don't think they are new. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. There's maybe you just meant like the, well, the fresh ones for the. Yeah, I mean the the reds like the, the Firestone makes small changes here and there. Like each year, like you know when we test at Texas next week, we have three sets of 2021 tires, two sets of 2022 tires. So it's kind of annoying. I wish we had five sets of 2022 tires because that's what we're gonna be racing on. But obviously. 
production issues all around the world affect everywhere. So, um, you know, we got to do what we got to do. But the tires, I think, were interesting this weekend. And they were fast. So who can complain about record-setting times this weekend? From B underscore uh, Kai's underscore street one. Um, they say, I had a great time at the GP St. Pete. They actually won the signed Connor Daly shirt. Love it. Um, they want to know, is 100 laps the best race distance? You know what? I, I'm not entirely sure. It definitely puts you in between the two and three stop strategy. The, you got to think about when they when they try to consider how many laps to do for the race, they do think about how strategy will play into that, right? They're not going to give you a, a, a lap number where you know it, has to be three stops and that's the only way you can do it they like to try to be like okay we're gonna do 100 laps because maybe you can save enough fuel and do two stops or for sure you can do three stops so um it's it's definitely a tough race it feels like a long race honestly saint pete does and uh, i know a lot of drivers were i mean especially the rookies out there i mean saint pete is a tough place to start we saw a lot of blistered hands we saw a lot of people uh, you know, struggling. And I'm just happy that, you know, this, this year for sure was one of the better years that I've felt afterwards. And, you know, we've been, we've been, I've been busting my butt cheeks at the gym, trying to make sure that, you know, we, we felt better. <laughs> Keep busting those cheeks. Man. Yeah. Busting cheeks. <laughs> uh, from Nathan underscore a uh, pretty, uh, yeah, Nathan's asked questions before. Um, so appreciate it. Uh, wants to know, should I just go to the Indy 500 or should I go to the Indy GP plus mid Ohio plus Toronto? I think the question is all of them. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just there's there's no other answer. I'm sorry, pal. You got to go all of them, but if anything, eliminate uh, IndyGP. Yeah, God, that's – yeah. Because you're already going to go to the 500. You yeah. Know, you know it. That's a great – yeah, definitely, because, I mean, mid, I, I, go, I now go to Mid-Ohio every year. I'm going this year, and Mid-Ohio is just a blast, a hell of a weekend out there, Fourth uh, of July week. I'm with Connor. Yeah, if there's any way to do that, Get rid of the GP. Just make your make it the big, you know, home run swing for the month of May. Go to the 500 and then do Mid Ohio and Toronto. Yeah. Boom. Um, let's see here. Let's do a few more. Uh, this one is from T. Brightenback 14. Uh, they want to know what my ideal prep for the 500 weekend is Ooh. since you have to be in shape and yes. be locked in and everything yep. like that. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I like to um, be at the track the entire week in terms of um, when's the last day the cars are on track? Uh, car day. Or you have the Monday practice. Monday practice. After qualifying. And then you have Tuesday media day, Wednesday media day, Thursday, whatever it is, Friday, carb day practice. Yeah, so it really starts – the Sunday, so we're doing traditional week, right? Because it starts the Sunday of really because the week qualifying. starts on Sunday, right? So yeah, yeah. you you do qualifying day um, on on Sunday. Well, Monday practice. Yep, I yep like to be out there, and then of course um, back and forth in media day. I'll probably be out there this year. I'm sure. Well, you're a big media yeah. guy, <laughs> but then of course carb day. You know that is a um, a weird balance for me because it's like I'm probably going to be doing like some media, some interview stuff, but also like to party, like to we have drinks and have yeah. fun. Yeah. So it's a weird balance, a little bit of both. Oh yeah. Um, and then uh, I love on Saturday before the race to do a uh, race party at either um, maybe my house this year, but somebody oh. in the friend group already has like, Hey, they always have like, yeah, Saturday we're doing kind of a, our all day pre race day party type of deal. And then you have to get a fairly good night to sleep 
on that Saturday night, right? I mean, yes. you could stay up all night, but then you'd be hurting for a race day, the most important day. So, you know, I like to do my shenanigans during the day on Saturday. It's usually a beautiful day. Woo! Bless you. Excuse me. Partied up near <laughs> Speedway on somewhere on 16th Street um, and drink a whole bunch and then sober up and uh, get ready for um, I mean, the Saturday night bedtime. grind is real. Like, yeah. Because the Saturday night thing, you got to be like, oh, yeah, night before the Indy 500. But a lot of people, I think, get it in their minds. They're like, you know what? No, I'm going to focus in on walking to the track at 430 in the morning. Yeah, I'd say which I, respect. I, I like to be in bed by at least 10 o'clock on that Saturday before because you got like a 330, 4 a.m. Oh, yeah. wake up call. Yep. You know, so you have time. You've been drinking all day. You're hanging out on Saturday, doing your thing. 10 is not late but it's not early mm. still get a decent night's sleep wake yes. up not hung over on sunday go early have one cup of coffee and then as soon as you um get into traffic slash see uh you know the the grandstands at, at motor speedway um <laughs> if you're not camping there which i might be doing yes. that this oh, year i love it might be doing that this year but usually i've been driving in that's when you're getting ready to crack the the first one open so yeah. Man, I respect that. Well, I'm, we're kind of running towards our time limit here, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. better get to the random Indy 500. Okay. Driver of the yep. Week my here. bad. We're a little we, bit we over. Res- we respect Ricky Treadway's random Indy 500 driver of the week. Thank you. You know what? I, I decided to change it up this week. Um, I, I, we did have someone who who mentioned to us that we should fo- we should definitely give some respect to those who might not have qualified for the Indy 500. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. So we're actually going to go with someone who did not qualify for the 1987 Indy 500. And this man's name is Dick Ferguson. And I don't I don't know Dick Ferguson. Uh, he was sponsored by the Los Angeles Drywall <laughs> and <laughs> apparently his car number was 19. And I don't know anything about him. He uh, <laughs> is he. He died in 2010. Oh, darn. So R.I.P. to to Dick Ferguson. Man, I'm sorry. I, that that I I'm a child right now, but that name is just funny. It's incredible, Dick Ferguson. I don't even know anything. I tried to click on him on this website, and uh, he did not qualify. Hang on, let me. See. Dick Ferguson. It honestly sounds like. Sounds like a name that somebody would make up to put a mustache on to, like, get into the track. Yeah, so here we go. More about Dick Ferguson. (laughs) All right. Uh, Driver in the Kart Championship Car car Series. He raced the 1979 to 85, 87 to 88 seasons, 26 career starts, including the 1980 Indianapolis 500. He finished in the top top 10 five times with the best finish of sixth position in 1981 in Michigan. Died of cancer in 2010. That's a shame. Cancer is a son of a gun. But, yeah, good for Dick, huh? Hey, might not have made it in 1987, but we respect him because he gave yep. it a shot. He went out there. He went balls to the wall. The Indy 500 is peace. hard. It's hard. Damn right it is. Hey, how about this? Rookie of the year that year. It was very Italian-dominated. Uh, rookie of the year, Fabrizio Barbazza. There you go. Most laps led, Mario Andretti with 170. Pole position, Mario Andretti. Legendary. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Ricky Treadway, random man of the week. Thank you, Connor, for that. That was great. Um, cool. Well, yeah, we're back in studio this week. Appreciate producer John. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, shout out to the Shop Indie, of course. I'm rocking some new uh, merch that I actually just went and picked up myself. It looks great. I had to refresh on uh, my month of May, my IndyCar uh, merchandise, and there's no better place to do it than the Shop Indie. Broad Ripple, Clay Terrace. Um, shout out to those guys. Love those guys. They designed our logo, and they're gonna have a pop up shop um, out there at the at the track in the month of May. 
and it's going to be phenomenal. So uh, shout out to those guys. Again, follow us at Speed Street Pod, at Speed Street Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, CounterDaily22 on his socials, Joey Molinero on mine. Be sure to give us a follow, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, anywhere you get your pods. Hey, racing season is here. We couldn't be more excited, and we'll talk to you next week on Speed Street. Woo!